Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. I hope you're all doing well. We have been finding our footing over here after having what felt like a long 10-day spring break. Maybe too long. It almost feels like coming back from Christmas break, getting everyone back into their routines, and to be honest, like, reentry has been a little rough It doesn't help that our entire family picked up a stomach bug towards the end of our break, but I digress. It was rough. But this spring break really kind of taught me that I I do just thrive with a routine. I think the whole family does. And while it was great to kind of, you know, make memories and step away from our, our regular routine, I really crave the structure and I'm so happy to be returning to it. I think it kind of all comes down to this desire for some semblance of control in life, which maybe some of you can relate to. But boy, oh boy, I was ready for our regular routine to resume, especially when it came to meals. I don't know about you guys, but when we're traveling and what feels like constantly eating out, I start to really crave a simple home-cooked meal. I miss the ritual of sitting down together regardless of the chaos because yes, Dinner time at my house is chaotic, but I was excited. I was excited to start doing that again, knowing that, okay, at 5.30 every day, that's when we have dinner, that's when we do this thing. So as excited as I was for that family break to happen, I'm equally as excited, if not even more excited, for it to be over. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, the whole experience has given me just a bit of anxiety about summer. It made me feel like I really want to think about a few ways that we can have regular structure surrounding our days as we move into the summer months. Um, And maybe this just is because of the chapter of life that I tend to be in with my young kids right now. But man, we really, really need those things that we do every single day to kind of keep us in line. So the other big thing that happened this week was that my youngest, Penny, turned two she is officially a 
pandemic baby. Having been born right when the pandemic started in April of 2020, but her story really is so special and I kind of have this sort of constant feeling of gratitude surrounding her that we were able to build the family that we dreamt of after so much heartache and setbacks. So it was so fun to celebrate her. And um, if you're wondering what um, that journey looked like for us as we built our family, I'll include a few links in the show notes for you to to follow that along because it's really such a special story. Um, but yeah, spring break, a birthday, and then we have Easter coming up. So no wonder I'm craving routine, right? It just feels like a lot. But it's coming up this weekend. We are going super simple this year. That's all I've got the bandwidth for. We're going to do a casual Easter picnic for the first time. We've never done this. And we're going to get together with a few friends and families. I rented a pavilion at a local park. And we're going to do like an afternoon potluck, followed by an Easter egg hunt at the park and call it good. So keep it really, really simple. And we're kind of combining celebrating Penny and her birthday. And I just knew that all this darling little girl would want is to be at a park. So that's kind of what motivated it. But I'll have to let you guys know how that goes. We've never done a holiday celebration at a park other than like maybe 4th of July. But um, I'm looking forward to it. So speaking of simple, let's discuss a few simple recipes you can throw on your meal plan this week. So the first recipe I want to talk about is this chicken parm pasta bake. This is delicious and so, so simple. It's a recipe club recipe for April. And as I was developing it, one of my most popular recipes is my baked ziti. And a lot of you guys have made that and you make it regularly and you love it. I love it too. It's really simple, but there are a few steps involved, a few dishes, things like that. So I thought, how can I take that idea of the baked ziti and make it even simpler? And so what I did is I pulled together this recipe and I wanted to be able to add the pasta without having the additional step of cooking it. So you literally add the dry pasta into the recipe and you bake it all at once. And it totally worked. It totally worked. It turned out so good. It's got all of those traditional chicken parm flavors in it. Um, The marinara sauce, the pasta, obviously, we've got chicken in there, yummy, yummy mozzarella cheese, some Parmesan to kind of mix it up a bit, crispy panko breadcrumbs on top, finishing with some fresh basil. It's simple, easy, and this literally could be a pantry meal. If you're willing to keep chicken on hand in your freezer or have it regularly in your fridge, this is 100% a pantry staple. So chicken parm baked pasta, so delicious. Such a hit with everyone in my family. And if you are interested in this recipe, make sure you join Recipe Club. We have such a good time there. And the recipes are really, really great. All right. Second, my honey baked ham and Swiss sliders. This is on the list because I'm anticipating that some of you might have some leftover ham this week. And if you don't anticipate that you'll have leftover ham, maybe you're going to do what I'm doing and not doing a traditional spiral cut ham, but just making these bad boys and calling it good for Easter ham. They're so yum. You take Hawaiian sweet rolls and you cut them in half. And then you, whether you want to do, I like getting like a thick deli style ham 
and layering that on with really thinly sliced apple. I'm always a fan of a sweet honey crisp, but you could absolutely do like more of a tart Granny Smith here. Um, a little bit of mayo, um, and you build your sandwich there. And then on top, you make a mixture of melted butter, Dijon mustard, and honey. And then you brush that over the top, and then you bake them. And they are delicious. This is what I'm going to take for our picnic. The times that I do these often are like game day. We'll do this a lot. Um, anytime we're getting together with friends, these are such a hit with kids that if I know that we're making something that the adults will likely enjoy, but kids probably won't, I'll make, um, a, you know, a recipe of these honey baked ham and Swiss sliders because kids love them. So if you've got extra ham, this is a great way to use up that ham. Um, if you don't, and you just don't want to do the big old Easter ham, this is a great way to incorporate that traditional ingredient in more of a universally loved way. Because I know some people feel pretty strongly about ham. All right, third, my Greek shrimp and orzo salad with lemon vinaigrette. This is such a delicious recipe, especially this time of year. I find myself making it often. Um, my kids like orzo. They love it. Like it's one of those things that the size of the, they just love it. And what orzo is, is it's a rice-shaped pasta. You could absolutely make this exact same recipe with rice, um, but we really like it with orzo. It's got grape tomatoes, some cucumber, feta cheese in there, fresh dill, red onion, and um, shrimp. And I love shrimp. My kids are still unsure about <laughs> seafood, so we're working on it. But I find that shrimp is such a, it's like the gateway to seafood, right? Like it's such an easy to cook fish. Um, it's not overwhelming, meaning it's not too big. Um, and I'm finding that as my kids get older, Ollie in particular, who's nine, he's more and more open to the idea of shrimp. So as I cook more seafood for my family, I find that starting with shrimp is a good way to go. Um, but if you don't like shrimp or seafood in any capacity, you could either just leave it out in this recipe. I might add in um, maybe a can of chickpeas to just beef it up a little bit. Or you could also, there's no reason you can add grilled chicken to this. That would be delicious as well. But the thing that really makes this recipe delicious is this lemon Dijon vinaigrette. You're going to have all the ingredients you need to make this vinaigrette in your pantry. It's really simple but it's bright and yummy and just so perfect for these spring months. Um, and it just comes together really beautifully. So this is hearty enough, absolutely, for a weeknight meal. But if you find yourself headed to a picnic, a potluck, something like that, and you've been asked to bring a salad, definitely consider this one because it's really, really good. And it's so beautiful. There's so much color in it. It's great. So there you have it. Your recipes for the week. Really simple. We've got our chicken parm pasta bake. We have our honey baked ham and Swiss sliders. And don't forget that Greek shrimp and orzo salad with the lemon vinaigrette. Yum. All right. Let's jump into the last half of the podcast where we're going to discuss one of my new, I would say new favorite small kitchen appliances, the air fryer. So air fryers have certainly been all the rage for the past couple of years. I'd be shocked if you haven't heard of one or maybe even considered purchasing one. I feel like the instant pot craze was kind of replaced with the air fryer craze. 
And I don't know, I, I was really on the fence at first, but I'm curious, do you have one? Have you been thinking about getting one? Maybe you have one and you don't really know what to make in it, or you only really make one thing in it. So I want to break down the basics for you when it comes to this very popular small kitchen appliance and see if I can't help you understand it a little better. So like I said, when the air fryer craze hit, I honestly just kind of ignored it altogether. I understood why people were into them, but for me, I didn't really see a need for an air fryer to fit into my kitchen routine. Why would I invest in a countertop cooker when my oven could do 80% of what an air fryer could? That was kind of my thought initially. I have spent the majority of adulthood cooking out of pretty small kitchens in New York City and LA. There was one three-year period where I had a very large, lovely kitchen. Um, But so to make an investment in a countertop appliance has to make a ton of sense for me because countertop space is so valuable. And I just really wasn't sold on it at first. And so it took me a while, but one can only hold out for so long. I finally caved and I got one and I've been cooking with it for quite a while now. I've been making family dinners. I've done a few baked goods in it, quick snacks and more. Um, And I want to tell you what I think about it. So first of all, what is an air fryer anyway? If you're wondering how an air fryer works, it's really pretty simple. An air fryer is a countertop kitchen appliance that uses convection to circulate hot air around food in order to cook it. So most models come in anywhere from two quart to six quart capacity and can range anywhere from, I'd say $75 to $200, $250, depending on the model. And I spent time cooking with two different models, pretty significant time with two different models a drawer style air fryer, one that pulls out, you know, it's got the little handle and it's got a basket and then a combo air fryer toaster oven. So I want to talk about those two different varieties and the pros and cons of each. But before I even do that, one thing I often hear is, well, my oven has a convection setting, so it's the same thing. And the reason I, yes, technically it's the same technology, But the reason it's different is because in both the traditional drawer style air fryer with the handles and the toaster oven air fryer combo, you have, it's more condensed, it's smaller, right? So you're not heating as large of a space. And as a result, the heating source is closer to the food and I do think you get improved results. So I don't think it's apples to apples. Also, it takes a long time for a traditional range to preheat and heat up, whereas these smaller um, models and varieties go much, much faster, and that's one of the benefits to having them. So let's talk about this. That drawer-style air fryer that pulls out with the handle, in my opinion, If you are after an air fryer because you want that crispy crunchiness, that is where you're going to get your best results. And a lot of people invest in an air fryer because they think it's a healthier way to get that result with food. So one of the claims is that it can fry things in a fraction of the oil as traditional deep fryers. I don't even know that I would say that things are actually being fried. Um... It delivers that same taste and texture, 
but really does not require very much oil. So it is definitely touted as a healthier alternative to deep frying, but I don't know that many people who want to like regularly deep fry food. So I don't think that you buy it as an alternative to deep fried food. I think you buy it as a way to get really crispy food. I think it's one of the benefits. Um, And as far as a tool recommendation, I have an oil spritzer. The brand is EVO, but you can get, you can look anywhere and find these. And I have found that is the best way to get an even coating of oil on the fruit that I'm air frying. Now you could just drizzle it with some oil, whether that be olive oil or grapeseed oil or avocado oil or vegetable oil, whatever, whatever you want. But the oil does contribute to the crispiness. If you put food in the air fryer with no oil, you might not be that impressed. It really, it does best with a little bit of oil. In fact, think about it in the same way that you would roast vegetables in the oven, right? If I roasted vegetables in the oven and I didn't add any olive oil, salt, pepper, they'd be pretty bland. So the oil is needed to get, to let the air fryer really shine in the technology and and get you that crispiness. So speaking of vegetables, I found that that's probably my favorite way to use the air fryer other than reheating leftovers. It's awesome for reheating leftovers, especially because when I think of leftovers, lots of times you think of putting them in the microwave, which can kind of just make everything one texture, kind of soft and mushy. And you don't get that in the air fryer. You get the crispiness. And so I love it for reheating leftovers. And honestly, I love it for any frozen foods in my freezer. If you have young kids like I do, there's a really good chance you've got a pack of dino nuggets in there (laughs) or something similar, chicken nuggets. It makes a really good chicken nugget. Whether you're making that chicken nugget from scratch or you're pulling it from the box in the freezer, it's pretty awesome for frozen foods. So if you're in a stage of life where you rely on your freezer for easy meals and air fryer, what it's going to do differently than a microwave versus an oven is that I think it improves the taste and texture of both and it happens faster, so much faster. Maybe not faster than a microwave, but so much faster than an oven. So I find that those three things are probably the three things that I use my air fryer for the most. Vegetables, like I'm talking um, just a quick veggie side, like maybe I've got some Brussels sprouts or some green beans or some sweet potatoes, and I want to serve those as a side for our dinner of, you know, sheet pan chicken and whatever. If I take some Brussels sprouts, spritz them or drizzle them with olive oil, salt, pepper in the air fryer for 10 minutes, finish with a squeeze of fresh lemon, it's like knock your socks off good. So delicious for vegetables. So vegetables one, Reheating leftovers. I'm even going to tell you this. Leftover pizza in an air fryer, so good. So, so good because you get the crispy crust. And then anything that comes from my freezer. And because I've got young kids, I'll blame it on them, right? Um, We do. I do use my freezer a lot. I do rely on my freezer for quick meals during the week, especially on um, like sports nights when you've got baseball and ballet and those things. I, I rely on my freezer. It's a little bit healthier way to get the texture that you might love and desire from fried food. Um, and it definitely requires less, less oil. 
we've talked about what to make in, and those things go well in either a traditional drawer style air fryer with the basket or the air fryer toaster oven combo. So let's talk about the air fryer combo with the toaster oven because I feel like this has been getting, you see a lot of people talking about this. I have the Breville, which I think is pretty much maintains the reputation as being one of the best on the market, if not the best. I think that Breville has done a great job of figuring out how to make the most of this combo technology. I would suggest an air fryer toaster oven combo if you think you'll use a toaster oven. If you don't think you'll ever use a toaster oven, then I recommend just sticking to the traditional drawer style air fryer. But it's also a lot more, it's half the price, if not less than half the price. Like it is, it is a lot more affordable. What I like about the toaster oven combo is that you have a larger basket and it's flat. So it's just like a miniature oven, right? So it's like a miniature oven rack that's perforated so that the air can circulate around it. And so you tend to be able to cook more food. Um, I really like mine. The reason I tend to use my air fryer toaster oven combo more is because I do have a pretty small kitchen. And so when I fire up my traditional range, it heats the whole house. And so I find that I, I use my toaster oven to cook all sorts of things um, that I would use my traditional oven for. So ultimately, here are the pros and cons. The pros, like I just said, you have a larger surface area where you can um, cook a bit more and you get the benefits of the device or machine doing other things like baking, roasting, broiling. You have a little bit more control over it. Um, the cons are that it takes up way more space. It's big. It's not small. It's big. And it's much harder to clean. So the traditional air fryers with the drawer pullout, they are super easy to clean. They're typically always coated with nonstick on the surface. And then there's a, um, almost like a shelf that sits in there so that the air can circulate around. That comes out, that can go in your dishwasher or it's also obviously coated in the nonstick so you can just wipe it out. So I find that those are much easier to clean. So hear me out. If you have a kitchen where you do not mind turning on your oven regularly, then I'm not sure you need a toaster oven. Now, you might like a toaster oven for other things like toasting artisanal breads and like there may be certain things. And some people just grew up with the toaster oven and they feel like they got to have it. But if you don't mind turning your oven on and you have a, a great working range, you might not need a toaster oven. And if that's the case, I just get the traditional drawer style air fryer. If you're like me and you don't want to turn that oven on and you do think you'd use a toaster oven regularly, I would say you get nearly the results from a toaster oven air fryer combo that you do in the drawer style air fryer. I do think food gets a little crispier in that traditional model, but it's not, it's not enough to totally discount the other appliance. So that's where I land on the air fryer as far as a toaster oven model, combo model versus the traditional model. Now that we've talked about the different 
models of air fryers, let's talk about what you're actually going to make in that air fryer. So I've already mentioned how I love doing the vegetables, the leftovers, and anything from my freezer. But there's a lot of other things that I make pretty regularly. Hard-boiled eggs. And I don't even know that we can call them hard-boiled eggs because we're not actually boiling them. Like you literally, there's no water. You do not use water. You set your air fryer to 270 degrees. And some air fryers, the lowest temp is 300. That also works. You're just going to reduce the amount of time. You just put your eggs in the air fryer and you let them cook between 13 and 17 minutes. You actually can do it in the oven as well, but it's so simple. So, 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 so simple. So hard-boiled eggs, that's something I do in my air fryer regularly. Baked potatoes are awesome in an air fryer because you get the crispiness, right? Who doesn't love a crispy baked potato? So that's something I'll do. Um, grilled cheese sandwiches, also so awesome in the air fryer because you get the crispy bread, the melty cheese, all that deliciousness. Um, tater tots, oh, bacon. Bacon is awesome in your air fryer. Now, I will warn you, if you're going to do it in the air fryer toaster oven combo, it can make a mess. So I, I, you just have to be aware of that. But you get the crispiest bacon you've ever had in your life. It's really something. Another thing that I really love in the air fryer is fish. Like salmon or halibut, it does a great job of getting that crispy exterior with the flaky interior. I found it to be really, really awesome. So that's another thing I make often. I do chicken tenders a lot. I have a recipe on my website for um, a Parmesan chicken tender that's just delicious. Um, sweet potato fries, um, simple chicken breasts are great in there, chicken wings. I've done air fryer uh, buff buffalo cauliflower where I will take cauliflower florets and treat them as if they were wings, right? With a delicious wing sauce and they're, they're pretty tasty. So that's an example of some of the things I like to do in an air fryer. Do I think it's necessary for everyone to own one? No, I don't. But if you are someone looking to make delicious food happen in a short amount of time, <laughs> it might be a good it might be a good investment in that regard because it does cook things much faster. Preheating your air fryer takes about two minutes versus preheating an oven, which can take up to ten minutes, you know, depending on your your oven. It's a pretty smart little tool. So I never really bought into the Instant Pot craze, but I think I can officially say that I've bought into the air fryer craze. I am very happy that I own one and I do use it regularly, if not daily. So if you cook small batches of everything from roasted veggies to chicken to being able to perfectly reheat frozen foods all in less time than it would take a full-scale oven, this is, it's a good option for you. So, all in all, I was skeptical at first, but now that I have one, I find myself reaching for it regularly, and I really love it. All right, you guys, new episodes will drop every Thursday, and in the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram, you can join Recipe Club, or sign up for my family meal makeover course if you're looking to organize your kitchen. Just want to say thank you to everyone who has left a review of the podcast. It means so much to me. And um, yeah, I can't wait to chat with you guys next week. 
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.